This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And we're continuing our conversation, as promised, as mentioned, on the federal court upholding the verdict, right, um, involving Datuk Sri Najib Razak and SRC International. Uh, in other words, today, uh, he will be he will have to serve a 12-year prison sentence and pay a fine of 210 million ringgit in default of another five-year imprisonment. And um, this is basically what we're discussing and what we've been asking you on. We are shortly going to be joined by Shazwan Mustafa Kamal from, um, from Briands and Partners to talk about the the political meaning of it all, because, of course, we've been hearing about party meetings. Uh, we know the position, the senior position that Atu Sri Najib Raza occupies in UMNO. So that's some of the stuff that we'll be exploring. But before that, we have got more messages and comments. Fayed says... Celebrate, feel good, but heed that this is not over. The narratives from the cyber troopers will ensure to throw this off, throw us off. Democracy is a process and we must uphold that process. It's time to bring the rest down by hook or by crook. So uh, this actually is part of a larger series of messages all to do with um, some caution and I think reflecting both that that understanding that this is part of a larger story and also that, frankly, we've all been burned. So, for example, um, Queen on Twitter says, I'm no legal expert, nor do I want to be a downer. But since Lanka Sheraton, I'm afraid to celebrate any wins in Malaysia. D says, no rejoicing yet. Remember how we celebrated Pakatan Harapan only to have that overturned a couple of years later. Madhav says, I hate to be the party pooper. So, Firstly, um, don't apologise. I don't think anybody's being a party pooper, actually. It's just part and parcel of the conversation. But anyway, Madhav says, I hate to be the party pooper, but I would want to highlight a related topic of AMNO leadership, calling an emergency meeting to get division heads to get the PM to intervene in the SRC case. So this is um, alleged, although different... Um, no folks at the meeting have said different things. Um, Madhav goes on to say the audacity suggests that this may have been done before and is a serious systemic corruption problem. Victor Teo says, so what? A corrupt politician was convicted, failed in his appeal, imprisoned. This only goes to show that our systems used to be too easy to be manipulated and corrupt politicians got away with too much. Not anymore. The hope is for Malaysia to be more like Korea where the imprisonment of former presidents is normal. A number of great points there, and, and I think they, these are points that are worth keeping in mind. I wanted to pick on one particular word that uh, I believe Fayad brought up, uh, narratives. And I think that's important because, again, to go back to this notion that um, while a lot of the messages coming in are positive, I think we have to keep in mind that there are different narratives being spun. Um, you know, uh, Najib himself has talked about uh, justice not being served, that he's been treated unfairly. And I think it is worth keeping in mind that depending on what your political leaning might be, where you're getting your news from, who you're talking to, you might see this verdict very differently. So we are, I think, trying to be fair, right, with the with the tone of the messages. So that was very serious, right? I, I would say that that was a series of rather serious and, and very well thought out messages. Uh, we do, however, have people talking about Manchester United. So uh, JW says, what a great Monday. United beat Liverpool last night. Najib goes to jail. Justice prevails. Uh, B says, two miracles happened today. Manchester United beat Liverpool. 
Najib goes to jail. Munif says, no one is having mixed feelings like our former Prime Minister. His beloved Man United slammed arch-nemesis Liverpool. Yet hours later, he himself is met with a slam. Tun Tengku Maimun is the real Lady Thor, her hammer of justice bringing love to the rakyat and thunder to the criminal. Ah, I love that. I love the Lady Thor reference. I will also say... What a mixed day to be a Man U fan. I mean, solidarity and whatever, clearly not going to feel so good. Um, we also have more serious messages coming in. Before that, though, Super Rings. Um, Yam says, once in a while, why not? Followed by a picture of Super Rings. Uh, FH says, I just hope that prison officers don't have a problem of Super Rings smuggling into prison after this. Um, DC says, I'm concerned that Sungai Bulo Prison will provide nasi quinoa to Datuk Sri Najib Razak. Oh. The quinoa shout is a is a one is one that I haven't heard in a while. So many things have happened since Quinoa Gate that I almost forgot. I wonder who's going to bring up Kangkong. I'm waiting. It, it will happen. Uh, just to say that for everybody sending in jokes and acronyms, because we do have some uh, that we have not yet read, um, it's appearing to be prison kajang rather than prison sungai bulo. Uh, that's what we've been hearing in the news. So just just an update um, and. Briefly, this is a factual thing more than anything. Kent wants to know, is he going to serve immediately? And uh, that is apparently the case. So it's it's supposed to start today. Keep those thoughts coming. We're talking about the verdict um, of Datuk Sri Najib Razak at the federal court. 12-year prison sentence, 210 million ringgit fine in default of another five-year imprisonment. How are you feeling about this? Do you have thoughts, questions, comments? Uh, Send them our way. That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Send us a voice note there as well. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, what does all this mean politically? Um, that's what we'll be exploring. Keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Banish fraudulent manoeuvres, BFM 89.9. It is 6.15 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And today we are covering the federal court verdict uh, of Datuk Sri Najib Razak. And uh, the big headline to take away here really is that he'll have to serve a 12-year prison sentence and pay a fine of 210 million ringgit in default of another five-year imprisonment. Um, and there are a lot of repercussions to this, right? We are going to explore them in terms of governance, in terms of corruption, but also, of course, in terms of politics. And joining us to do that now is is Shazwan Mustafa Kamal, Associate Director at Briands and Partners. Uh, Shazwan, thanks for taking the time. Hello, happy to be here. So we've been asking everyone, we're going to ask you as well, uh, what was your reaction when you heard the verdict? Uh, I, I was um, surprised as everyone else. I think I think everyone, a lot of people, at least um, from my social circles, were having a hard time pretending to be working because everyone was just tuning in. <laughs> I, didn't, I did not expect the decision to be today. Um, I think notably he still had, technically the, the proceedings were still supposed to run until the 26th. So I think it came, I mean, obviously as everyone is aware right now, there, there, there were a lot of applications made at the very last minute to sort of prolong the case, um, even by a few more months. But I think the Chief Justice um, and, and, and panel judges would have none of it. So um, yeah, here we are. Uh, can't believe actually it's actually happening. Still quite surreal to take in. What responses have we been seeing from politicians from both sides of the divide? I, I think, understandably, um, uh, within the opposition circle, everyone is rejoicing. And I think the main, the major, the, the key takeaway from this is that the point was that your vote was not in vain in 2018. Uh, presumably for those who had voted for the opposition, your vote for change. Because I think many people are pointing out that had Pakatan not, had there not been a change of government back then, it would have been a very tall order to see Najib 
finally you know charged, convicted, and going through this entire process and now actually going to jail. So um, it's proof that not all was in vain. I think they, they, they were trying to send a message to, uh, to, to I guess supporters that were that were left disheartened after the Sheraton move. Um, I mean, I, I think within I think what's going to be more complicated is how the ruling coalition, or more specifically, Amno takes to this, just because there is a divide within the party in terms of moving forward. Uh, we, we do know that um, I think um, there were attempts to at least um, delay this trial, um, uh, but, but to, buy, to buy more time for the party. And I think Prime Minister even had to come out to publicly deny that he was being pressured to do so. Um, so I think all is not settled within Amno. I think the, I think right now is crunch time, especially for Ismail Sabri, because on the kind of Amno he wants to, to take moving forward, because, um, if you know after Najib, there is Zahid. And obviously, there are other cases involving corruption cases by uh, Amno leaders. The issue is that you know, do, do you want? I mean, the, Najib's jailing I think represents an opportunity for the current prime minister um, to sort of take the party uh, beyond the the, um, the old warlords uh, or, or, and and with that the specter of of a corrupt regime often associated with Amno. So Najib is, of course, still a prominent figure, a prominent voice within the party. What kind of impact will this verdict have on, I guess, firstly, his standing? And secondly, to your point about Ismail Sabri's vision or direction for Amno, how might this affect Amno's political position overall? I think in terms of Najib, um, he has a few options. Um, one is he can ask, if I'm mistaken, he can actually file a review at the federal court to, to seek a panel of judges to review um, the decision today, um, but but this will ultimately mean that he'll still be in prison, and then he'll have to do so while in prison. And I think um, Anwar Ibrahim tried this before uh, when he was in prison. Um, second option would be to get a royal pardon. I think that's what a lot of people. I think there have been some like chatter and I think some concerns that oh, you know, if Amno wins the next election, then you know it could be a royal pardon. Um, I mean, I don't. I I prefer to think things are not that simple and straightforward, um, just because you know someone has been proven guilty. Um, at various levels, right? So there is an option, but obviously, um, you know, whether these options are tenable or even viable for Najib, it remains to be seen. Uh, in terms of, sorry, what was your um, secondary question? Uh, the second question was, okay, so this has happened. What does that mean for Amno now? Yeah, I mean, for Amno, it's it's crunch time. Um, it's, I think it's Maya Sabri. The, the, I suspect in the next few days, in the next few weeks, the calls for Amno to, you know, a call to arms will be an option for Amno. There'll be intense pressure for the Prime Minister to call for elections even earlier. I mean, there's been rumours that, that there were, were, were attempts to ask him to, to consider calling for elections even in September, October, even, uh, and to even bring the tabling of the budget earlier. These remain rumours, but I mean, the idea would be one, Amno could work on the narrative of Najib, you know, being portrayed as someone who's been denied justice to ramp up public support and to consolidate that to, and to use his image, uh, his popular image uh, in social media to sort of bring forward that narrative of that you need to change, you need to have elections because everything's, uh, you know, the, judici the judiciary, uh, concerns concerning the judiciary, etc., what have you. But I think the challenge to that is that the Prime Minister actually has more to gain if he just delays the elections in, until next year, in fact, because he's got, like, at, at the end of the year, if, all, if he actually ha manages to convene Parliament, tables the budget, and goes through the tabling of several of the key reform bills, such as the GEG, the political financing bill, term limit to the prime minister's tenure. He'll be one of the few prime ministers that actually managed to get to reforms. And, you know, and all this was done on the spirit of bipartisanship. 
So I think he makes a better case for himself to be re, to be I guess for his party to be reelected and for him to become prime minister again if he stays the course. But the obviously the billion dollar question is can he afford to? So Shazwan, the thing here is that um, while, as you said, in certain quarters, there's a fair amount of celebration, uh, Najib has a huge circle of supporters, a lot of people for whom his word holds quite a bit of sway. Uh, what might this mean moving forward in terms of AMNO, uh, grassroots support, and overall what that means for the rest of the country? It would depend on the AMNO leadership. Um, if Zahid, you know, and the decision made by the leadership, Zahid, um, Mama Hassan, they decide that this is something that need to take forward a narrative that they need, they need to push for this similar to how PKR had done for Anwar, then yes, it will be an issue. I think in terms of whether Najib's popularity on social media translates to actual support, I think that remains to be seen um, because uh, I think uh, I, I, just looking from the tweets and the story um, and, and, and the observations of various reporters made while they were covering the court proceedings the last week, the, the supporters, they actually come to, to, to support him in court have dwindled, um, uh, you know, limited to only, you know, your machis and pachis and, um, and, and, a, and a few people uh, and a few select support. I mean, missing were the, actually the key, um, the sort, sort of key political figures, I think, especially for this last lap. So I think in terms of support, they may be winning because it might, it, it might not yield, um, I mean, Amno might not get dividends in, in pushing, in, in, in banking on Najib as the horse, right? to win the race, ultimately, because it's much more dynamic than that. But um, obviously, the challenge again falls with the fact that Prime Minister may want to sort of chart the party into a certain future, but he cannot, but he's tied by the fact that he's number three in the party. Um, there's still two other people that rank higher above him. And that and that power tussle will likely um, be a, a recurring theme until after the election. Now, beyond the party alone, right, Najib is also Pekan MP, a position that he still holds for now but could lose if he doesn't receive a royal pardon. Um, what do you anticipate happening here? I mean, unless, I think unless if he can, I'm, I'm, I'm no legal expert, but I, would, I, I can posture that unless he gets that sort of review um, of the decision of, and, or, and, and or a royal pardon within the next few weeks, I think he will have, I think that's like a, if I'm not mistaken, there's actually a grace period, but if nothing happens and he still stays in jail, he will have little choice but to, you know, uh, obviously um, um, uh, forfeit his seat as uh, Pekan MP. But the question remains then, what happens? Uh, I foresee the seat will, unlike, will, un- will just remain um, vacated until the next election just because um, it's much too close to the sort of pa- parliament. The, the This government's mandate expires in July next year. So it's, Quite, I mean, I think technically they can still hold a by-election if they want to, but whether it's worth doing so is another question. So they might want to just keep it vacant and just try to ride on the narrative of Najib being the victim of a gross carriage of, uh, miscarriage of injustice. Uh, but I, 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 I personally think that he probably had to vacate it, um, just like um, how Anwar did. As recently as yesterday, there was actually speculation about an AMNO meeting uh, that was called uh, allegedly asking for the PM to intervene in Najib's case. What do we know about this and what does it say that the PM has publicly at least refrained from commenting on the situation? I think two things. One is that you see the Prime Minister really doing his level best to, re- to, to sort of project himself as being above the fray. He didn't attend these meetings 
He has not made a comment. He's gone to, out of his way to deny, you know, allegations of this. But to those who attended, obviously, just based on sources and based on news reports, there's 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 two things that 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 allegedly went went around. There were conversations about um, Prime Minister intervening, allegedly intervening, and also. Uh, to which I think, uh, according to news reports, majority were majority of the delegation. I mean, of the of the of the of the division leaders were not in agreement of, but with what but what they were were in agreement of was to call for elections as soon as possible. So, uh, I mean, and and Amno does not just simply have. Me, I mean, contrary to what the prime the pres, Amno president says, Amno does not have last does not simply have casual meetings like this the last minute <laughs> on a Monday morning. Where they, where they call every single division leader to attend. So it, it definitely had something to do with um, the current political developments. Um, yeah. You covered this in brief earlier, uh, but regardless of how many people were physically there, I mean, at least online, there is a lot of anger um, from Najib supporters about how things have gone down, basically. How do you think this would be reflected in terms of support for uh, AMNO or BN in the long run, especially with GE15 around the corner? Mm, I, I think quite difficult to say at this point, but they will have to sort of, depends on how they mitigate the risk, right? Because the Najib incident, is just the Najib jailing, whatever, support within... Uh, the coalition support within uh, Amno supporters is one thing. Then BN is also BN as a whole are also firefighting other issues um, such as the uh, LCS scandal. You know, there's 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 a lot of things that are that are going for them. So I think, um, I I think the the Amno leadership will likely want to position itself as championing Najib's cause, or at least milk it for what it's worth until it's not worth anything. Um, but at the same time, the prime minister will unlikely, um, you know, uh, publicly say anything that may present him in a, I guess, in a negative light or present him as questioning the decision of the judiciary. So it's a bit of a balancing. Act. It's a bit of a tough balancing act. And in doings, and if Amno does it, then you can really see the probably the divisions within Amno between um, those who support the leadership and those who actually support the prime minister. We have about a minute left and we have to ask about Bosco and the narrative that's been created around Najib. Uh, really, that mix of victimhood as well as local hero, right? How do you see this developing? I think, um, you know, Najib was, in, was, in, was a genius for, I think, probably changing his consultants after 2018, uh, firing whoever was advising him when he was prime minister and just taking on a local team. Definitely young, local uh, you know, a bunch of um, uh, social media savvy. So I mean that that narrative that that narrative that into becoming sort of like uh, the people's people's uh, politician. You know, the the youth, the the one for youth to idolize. Almost came, I think, almost overnight actually after after two thousand eighteen that refashioning, right? Um, but I think uh, he, that that narrative. I mean, there's Bosco, and there's also there's also the case where. You've been convicted of so many charges, and it's a bit of a tough balancing act. I, 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 I don't know how he's going to write it. I don't know how the narrative is going to is going to be formed. But I do see the the I do see some I do I do see some value in them riding on, um, you know, him in all the good that he's done as prime minister, um, you know, versus I guess the injustice that was meted out to him, uh, in, in him allowing uh, in him not being able to delay the trials. 
not being able to question the appointment of the you know of the judge the CJ right so they 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 are already playing up on this they will be I don't know how that's going to like matter in terms of like say the youth vote um I I don't know how much the Bosco phenomenon is there to stay perhaps right or whether it's just a subset of Amno itself right but I would if I if I were in the prime minister's shoes I would wager that whatever he's doing right now um in terms of policy is doesn't look sexy on headlines but it's the right thing so and you're likely to you know you're likely to be in a position where you get bipartisan support even in the next if you, if you still are the prime minister after the election so the ball is in his court really um yeah the rest of us are just uh, spectators Shazwan thanks for speaking with us today thank you for having me that was Shazwan Mustafa Kamal, Associate Director at Vriens and Partners, speaking to us about the political ramifications of the verdict of Datuk Sri Najib Razak. Keep those thoughts coming. We'll be back for them after this. You're listening to the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.